Take me to the moon I see it there I wanna be there too We're always in a hurry You're driving me crazy Slow down, honey Don't worry, I'll tell you What I want you to do Hi, this is Laura Jean Fanella, singer-songwriter. I'm up early today, not too early though, and I was just taking some notes of some things that I thought might be important to say in a podcast as I was sitting on the toilet. My first space that I'm in when I wake up in the morning that is so important to me to try to put positive thoughts into. To carry me through my day, I, I found myself having to chant, I am worth it, I am worth it, having a really hard time. Because recently I just shared that I played with Gumby, that little rubber doll, as a child. It was one of my favorite toys. And my dad would tell me, like at the dinner table, or at least once, you know, hold on to Gumby or, you know, kind of get yourself attached to Gumby. I must have been annoying him in some way. And, you know, and when I really think about it and the fact that I was tied to the cellar stairs and my ears are being chewed on by the dog, and I have um, scars to that effect. That was pretty hard this morning. Um, and if you guys know my story, I mean, I have different uh, theories of why my mom did that and trying to hide me from pedophiles and my dad having a sense of humor and maybe not a big deal back then where toys were toys, but still it was something that I had to really, um, uh, really work on uh, after leaving my husband one woman in particular, when I went back home my second time in a row, uh, after the worst of, uh, no, after the beginning of the worst of the injuries um, to me from abuse, it's when I had the mild brain injury from, I believe, um, people trying to human traffic me, may, traffic me, maybe even connected to domestic violence. I just left my husband. He had connections and was pretty mad at me. And um, so, I feel I went in and messed around with the anesthesia box and then I ended up with a mild brain injury, which has been noted medically for me, but I ended up having to go back home when I wasn't working. And when I was at one place, uh, like a bar dancing place, there was a woman who, it was my uh, mom's old boyfriend's daughter who was really close to my ex, who I, I saw her at a table and I thought, oh wow. and I. Not that I was friends with her or anything, but I think the fact that I had been away for so long and it wasn't like we had our whole high school at this place, I turned around to smile and she wouldn't even look at me and even give me a dirty look. And and um, the only thing, of course, I could register it to would be my ex and how everyone felt so bad for him because I left him. and. Uh, knowing when the whole thing started when he first punched me in the arm when I was 16 that if I left it would be my life really because my dad wasn't in any position to take me and my mom certainly wasn't so I couldn't go to either one of them and though I was living with my mom but I knew that I would have trouble getting through school so and we, I would be uh, really chastised through the school and um, because of just the people that 
people that he knew and the place he stood in. And I really wasn't in any place, especially in any place really uh, compared to him, especially at that age still. I mean, after I stayed with him for a while, then I moved up into a little bit more of, let's say, quote unquote, his stature. And he would be the first to say, I only moved into anything because of him. But um, yeah, so, so it was, um, I stayed with him. I stayed with him because of that, because I, I thought, geez, if I go and move in with my dad, I won't be in the school. This is a good school. And, and, you know, kids are a little rougher from outside of where I was raised. And I, I don't think I would have dealt well with that. I certainly wouldn't be the person I am. Um, with the kindness that I have to offer because I would have been so uh, so much of um, trying to keep myself safe and my dad was a little rougher and so it just would have been it would have been hard even though my mom was in her own world she, I, I got to pretty much I mean it's in the same house that I grew up in not that that was always something that really comforted me being by myself at nighttime with my mom gone a lot and really scared in the summer especially with with the house so low, low so low to the ground and knowing that guys had been after me and probably still could have been I used to feel like people guys in particular were men were just kind of creeping around the outside of our house and I try to close the screen windows as much as I could and keep myself cool because we didn't have air conditioning and we had this really weird door in the cellar downstairs. It, it wasn't a regular door. My father instead took two pieces of like wood. One was extremely thin that you could break through. The other was um, thicker, but you'd swing them in from the outside and just take a latch, a simple latch. Uh, those just, boy, I mean, the, the thinnest of simple latches where you just take it and push it into a little hole that's kind of screwed into the wall. And you, you, you lightly place it in. That's how light it was. That's what would keep our doors locked. So we had a chain on the cellar door that my mother put there, which I thought was strange. But instead of still, once my dad left putting a, a proper door down there, I would keep the chain on because even though the dog was down there, I just would even feel that someone was down there sometimes at nighttime. And she'd come home and see the chain on there and know that I was scared. But it just, uh, um, it, it would be creepy to me. So the, the whole creepy scenario, the cellar, you know, I was just always scared of cellars after that. Obviously being tied to the cellar stairs as a baby, really, a toddler. And um, I know when I stayed at a house of my dad's, he wanted me to show it to a realtor at one time. And I couldn't even go down to the cellar and he would give me a look like I was weird. Cause I mean, he didn't know that, uh, I'm gonna assume that from the conversations that I would hear that my mom would tell me to the cellar stairs. He thought I was, he thought I was down there playing and I liked it. So, um, because she'd, uh, I guess play around like that when I was older and um, tell him that. I guess I wouldn't repeat it, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, that's how I woke up feeling. And it's really important to get that space. The first thing when you get up in the morning to get through anything, 
really is to make sure that your space is your own and no matter what's going on out there really doesn't matter anyone's judgment of you doesn't matter it's it's the fact that not even you holding on to I feel good I'm good because when you're chanting words it's all subconscious anyway um, or that's the only way it's going to help you but it's to get to that place where you're only in your space you're, you're kind of outside of everything else and and then 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 you have your space then you have your space and you can do your best for the day and but to get past the negativity to get to that space this morning i had a hard time Okay, so feeling like a lump of myself. So I suppose being petrified of men of my era would would be surrounded by um, feeling like a lump of myself and being afraid that I'm going to be put back to, into that controlled state. The first thing I feel when I'm uh, talking to men of my era that that it might be getting close to any kind of talk of a relationship or dating and you're kind of at that courting dating courting to date stage I can just feel that sense of control still that I had ran away from because I felt when I felt so closed in when I was being abused with a man with a man with a boy I guess a young boy and then a man but I guess that's why I'm petrified of, of men of my era. And the men now, they, they don't have such a control factor. They're more out there really. Uh, what I'm seeing is trying to just push, push past life and its new challenges maybe. Maybe there's more challenges now than there were then. Maybe back then it was just all surrounded around family and relationships and the struggle was to just work so hard for a man to get to that point that the best thing he knew was to put some control into it. But I'm not talking so much control to the way that it should be abusive if this control factor is even accepted. But that's that's what I feel when I'm around men my age and I just find that so interesting that a man younger can be so supportive with with no strings attached at that moment to my emotional state and what I want to do emotionally and it's such a relief and I keep looking for those dangerous strings clinging to me and I'm not feeling them there and I, it, what's kind of funny is I could be attributable to the radio show I had over about 10 years ago with me and a bunch of other moms that were raising men my son's age, and which is basically what I'm talking about and older, like the 20 and 30 year olds now, where we were really trying to tell our stories as how hard it was to be a woman. And I think it's, 
I think it's really important. My my, my theme, I think, really for this this podcast that I do, Laurie Jean Fanella, singer songwriter, is really about me and men, because where men have such a strong controlling factor in our lives, period. Even if they don't want to, society still hasn't changed the fact that men do have a very strong uh, a very strong what word am I thinking of a very strong place in where we in, in how our routine and our lives go really they do it's every time I want to do something even if it's not someone that I'd be personally involved with it will be still the men who are in charge today which I really keep hoping and I'm so grateful to the fact that I'm still here and I can see the change of younger men coming in control of what goes on with our world and our life and where I'm really grateful for Joe Biden I mean he's an older president and I can still see the factors of of my error that I'm so afraid of in him and we do put in presidents that are older in there because we feel safer with their knowledge and what they know actually what I was gonna say is we do put in presidents that are younger in there um, I haven't necessarily seen a president in my time that has evolved around to how we are today so now that I think about it we have had younger presidents, though I don't necessarily think in their 40s is young enough. But we've had younger presidents that are still in the... Actually, they would have been in my age factor, though, at that time. Uh, at least one of them, but that would be Bill Bill Clinton. I think it was only in his 40s. and uh, I think... No, wait a minute. I was in my 30s. Well, I, I guess... Still, as far as, and we had JFK Jr., not JFK Jr., uh, we had JFK who was in his 40s. So we've had two presidents in their 40s. I don't think young enough to um, be in the presidency and be open to the changes that we have in our world to make a difference in my feeling of how I feel about um, men and, and being afraid of the controlling factor of how they feel they need to be. But that's scary because we have an older president now and a lot of people in charge still are older, though we do have younger, younger men creeping in. Now, I, I think that younger men coming in, I think that, um, you know, I don't know why that is because come to think of it, men that are younger are in their, their strongest point of strength in their brain and the ones who make the biggest changes in our world are the younger men so I now I'm wondering why we don't have them running our world because or at least our country because which would be United States I'm not sure where you're listening from <laughs> but and if you're not familiar with Portland, Oregon. But that, that could be something else that we have trouble with now that I think about it. Because I've always said men 
I know men have trouble too trying to, to step into a world where they have to fit in and each man of course is their own person they have their own ways so as women we, we have to kind of step into a life with other women and I've always had a problem with that men have to do that too and I guess the ones that um, are extraordinary and really need to use their minds or their exemplary and they decide they want to step on the outside and use their mind I don't know which one but uh, we do have those and those are the ones that stand out to me and if they hadn't done that then I wouldn't know to compare them to the factors that they're really strong enough to go into let's say politics um, go into these positions where they are in the control factor and running these these huge decisions that make our lives especially as women and it's just seems so long to wait until this change comes and these younger men now that I'm feeling comfortable with where I think can make the change we need I'd have to wait that much longer for them to get into these positions so I think maybe we really need to think of who we have running us do we want someone older who their mind isn't in the place strongest that it needs to be to make the best decisions for us because we do start to degrade after a certain age and uh, where we all know that um, why aren't we doing something about it and putting these younger men in charge years ago uh, centuries ago no, millennials ago <laughs> we had the younger man in charge so I don't know where this changed but to have all these credits to have worked up to a certain point and a lot of these are farce credits we all know because politics is not a clean business and it's very one-sided and very few people really are in there legitimately where it just ends up being whoever is in the in the ballot we just pick one or the other and that's definitely how it's been uh, recently um, that's how it's been for a while so I, I think that um, yeah I think that me and men I, I've, I've come around to this where we really need to start considering younger men uh, controlling our world the song slowed down to me is exciting of a woman who wants to take control of her sexual desires with another man and I just find that so exciting and I don't want to feel intimidated to that don't let me intimidate you I don't want to put you on when I imagine a map the deep blue sea I of you We're always in a hurry You're driving me crazy Slow down, honey Don't worry, I'll tell you what I want you to do Fly me to that moon I see it there I want that too let me out 
out of this place Help me get to that place I'm going crazy, hurry and get to me We're always in a hurry You're driving me crazy Slow down, honey Don't worry, I'll tell you what I want you to do Fly me to that moon We're always in a hurry, you're driving me crazy Slow down, honey Don't worry, I'll tell you what I want you to do Slow down, honey Thank you, Lori G. Finella, singer-songwriter.